Our families, communities, churches, and young people are divided in so many ways, and we as believers are somehow supposed to overcome all this tension and misunderstanding to be the bridge. Honestly, that sounds impossible in our current climate. Today, we're unpacking exactly how we can build unity on our teams, within our communities, families, and interpersonal relationships. Welcome to the Learning and Community Podcast, where every week we explore resources and ideas to maximize the impact of youth workers across our community. We're your hosts this week, Rachel and Josh. Hey. What up, what up? And we got a girl, Danny, on here this week. Hey. So, Josh, I heard you wanted to talk about a little something-something. You heard I wanted to talk about something-something? You something? and I, T-Y. <laughs> they don't even know that reference. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, let's talk about unity, or why is there so much disunity right now? Well, open anything on the internet, and you can find, like, probably over 10 things right now. Yeah? Is there anything positive going on in the world right now? I'm waiting for Jesus to reveal that. You know, he always does. <laughs> he comes through. He does. Ain't always in my time. It's on his time. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of foolishness going on right now, and there seems to be... Just a lot of tension. How do we deal with that tension? Well, okay. I can't really speak to how, like, I don't have, like, a best practice for dealing with tension. But I think the first thing we can do is be understanding of tension Mm. and not, like, just feeling like tension is bad. Just because it feels uncomfortable, it's bad. I think there's this association that tension is, like, from the devil or, like, Mm -hmm. just because it makes us uncomfortable or ruffles, ruffles our feathers that it's bad. And... In my mind, like, Jesus was constantly living in tension. He is not of this world, and he had to live in this. So name a bigger tension. Yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> like, I'm a heavenly being, and I have to be on earth, you know? Like, yeah. you know, so we get to be more like Jesus when we're willing to sit in tension. Yeah. Um, and so, like, before we can even address what is causing the tension, noting that it's not something that Jesus experienced, and I know that. I've become more like Jesus, sitting in tension. Yeah, yeah. It's like we want to avoid conflict at all costs. Like there's a lot of tension because there's just so many elephants in the room or things that are happening, but we don't want to talk about it or engage it because, uh, well, we don't like conflict. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's not the graceful Christian needs things to actually dive into tension and dive into conflict, which... Pretty much you don't deal with what's going on, which means you can't have unity because right. everybody is feeling a different type of way about different things, but we never talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it just lays there in disunity. Well, and I think that like pulling like a page from my developmental psychology, you know, one-on-one <laughs> days, um, like we crave relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times that we want to avoid conflict is because of the fear of like that harming our relationship or harming like our own sense of security and safety. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know about you guys, but have you ever experienced like going through a really hard time with somebody that you really care about, but feeling so much more like secure with them after you come out the the other side together? 
Um, and so I think that's something that can be so beautiful about tension and mm-hmm. about conflict is that like it makes the relationship or the team or the workplace or the household so much more secure and, and safe for everybody once you're all willing to walk through that together. Yeah. And it doesn't even necessarily mean that you all come out the other side with the same opinions and thoughts and values. It's just that you like grow in respect for one another and are willing to put like their security and safety over yours mm-hmm. for the good of the whole. Yeah. So if we had to boil this down and just look at our own circles of influence how can we be creating unity? And the reason I asked that question is because even I just had a conversation recently with a family member and we were kind of going back and forth about what unity is. And um, we eventually came to the conclusion that we had different ideas of what unity even mm-hmm. was. Like his idea of unity was sacrificing his own well-being at the cost of extending an olive branch or creating a bridge to somebody who just was unwilling to move. Yeah. And to me, that's not unity. Unity in my mind is like, we are meeting in the middle mm-hmm. and there's a willingness on both sides um, or both ends of the spectrum or whatever it is that you are experiencing tension in. Yeah. I guess from a practical perspective, how are we creating unity in our own circles of influence? Yeah. I think the first, and this is for me is you got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You got to address it. Not addressing conflict or tension doesn't do anything good for any relationship. Um, even for me, I don't like walking on eggshells or walking when I know there's not peace between mm-hmm. people. Um, but that comes from we need to learn how to engage and actually talk about the things that are going on. And I think we are such a, um, can I say sensitive um, <laughs> yeah. and passive culture that we don't know how to engage in conflict in a rightful way mm. or um, righteous so, way, righteous way, or and we're so uncomfortable with the idea of like, oh, you might say something that's gonna like offend me mm-hmm. that we would rather not do it. And mm-hmm. so, I would say first we need to talk about it. Like there needs to be time and space with trusted people. Like I have a conversation with somebody that I love every week about stuff about race, but we have an understanding and we love each other and respect each other, even though we have very different opinions about things, but we need to have this conversation for us to move forward. Right. And our relationship has actually grown stronger because of the talks and the conflict and the differing of opinions that we both have Mm -hmm. on the same issue. Yeah. It's good. I'm thinking about how like, but it kind of just echoes what Josh is saying about how, like, I feel so uncomfortable with people, like, replacing experience in a relationship with education right now. I see, like, a lot of people posting on social media about, like, all of the resources that they're educating themselves with about race. And it's like, oh, that's a nice, like, list to keep yourself safe and look like you're not, like, racist. Yeah. Um, but that can't replace, like, experience with people. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is one thing where I'm like, you know, you have to be uncomfortable for the sake of other people to be comfortable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like it's not, it's not an excuse. It's not bettering anything to, like, stay in a safe lane, even if for you a big step is reading a book by like 
an, a black author mm-hmm. or, you know, looking at sources that you would have never experienced. Like that is a big step. I don't want to take away that that isn't a big step, but like, what else are you, what else are you doing? Yeah. So. Well, it's almost like when Christians, when we read our Bibles, but then we don't actually go out and practice it. Absolutely. We actually put it in action. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, I'm glad that you read through the whole thing. Wonderful. You didn't implement anything in the world, which is what we're called to do. And it's kind of like that, like when people read books, but they don't actually go and apply it or go mm-hmm. and get a relationship with different people. It's like, great, you have head knowledge. That's not going to change mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relationship transforms us. Mm-hmm. It changes us. Welcome back. You know what it is. We got take three for you today. And to start us off, Danielle. I think that story is transformational. Um, So I think that sharing your story and hearing other people's story is a transformation tool, transformational tool in humanizing us again. Um, And being able to look at someone as not just like the Facebook posts that they make or the even microaggressive comments that they make, but like understanding, oh, okay, this is their background. This is the way that they were raised. This is why like this part of their identity is so strong and they like stand behind it so strong. And so it just allows you to have grace for people when you understand. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that is glorifying to God. Well, and I think I agree with what you're saying. When you talk about restoring humanity to me, that's number one, giving someone the benefit of the doubt which we do not do. Um, but this idea of like restoring humanity is also about remembering God's image mm-hmm. in somebody. And I remember Danielle and I were um, meeting with a mentor and I swear there was a girl in my life and I had hate in my heart for this girl. I felt no positive feelings about her. I, I would pray and I'd be like, God, you have got to change her from the inside out because she's a terrible person. I was like super convicted to start praying that my heart would change from the inside out instead of him changing her. And it was so simple. Like it was such a simple prayer, but it took him changing my heart not to see that she was a different person all of a sudden. She had her issues still. But my heart had changed and the image of God was restored in mm-hmm. my vision for her. And so I, I believe we can see that in anybody that mm-hmm. yeah. does not matter across the board, like what their belief is or what tension exists or what disagreement there is. Like they are made in the image of God. And that's something that I do not have the power to dispute. Restoring someone's humanity through like understanding and knowing them um, is a way to be reminded of the image of God in them. Mm-hmm. So naturally, maybe the next takeaway is take three is pray (laughs) come on that's a good one you should be praying i swear every single episode josh is like and we all need to pray pray more (laughs) i don't think it's happening um Yeah. (laughs) yeah we should pray and then i think my takeaway would be have the conversation yeah like simply talk to people and say less dialogue about this um, and try to come to an understanding or let's educate ourselves so that we can grow. All right. I think that's our take three. We've got 
restore humanity through story. We've got pray, take it to God. And then the last one we got is... Talk about it. You got to talk about it. Yes, yes. All right. Well, thank y'all for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Learning and Community Podcast from Tacoma Area YFC. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and of course on TacomaYFC.org forward slash podcast. Mm-hmm.